Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Section 6, Chapter 69. Through God's guidance, Philip discerns the sacerdotal character of a 17-year-old boy. It was about that time that a youth called Tommaso came to Rome, aged around 16, certainly not more than 17. Although he was not of age to receive priestly orders, his relations had forced him to be ordained priest, keeping it secret from everyone else. This was so that they could secure for themselves a very rich inheritance, coming to more than 50,000 gold pieces which would only come to them as residual heirs if they could secure that Tommaso was got out of the way by accepting life as a priest. Now, when he arrived in Rome, he was brought to Blessed Philip about two hours after sunset. As soon as Philip saw him, he said, you are a priest, aren't you? Tommaso replied, certainly that is true. I am a priest. You are right. And he told him how it had happened. This discernment was all the more remarkable because the boy was quite unknown to Philip. And being 17 or under, was dressed in lay clothes. The Holy Father told Francesco Maria Terugi that he saw Tommaso's face shining with the glow which derives from the priestly character. Do not think this story is a myth or a lie. I heard it from Cardinal Francesco Maria Terugi himself on oath, and he was very close to Philip. Now I must pass on from the things Philip did in the reign of Paul IV, though I will insert here, a couple of stories to conclude the chapter, since I do not know in which reign they took place. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. St. Philip Neri, vessel of the Holy Ghost, child of Mary, choices of priests, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The New Testament speaks of our Lord as the one on whom the Father has set his seal, his stamp, his character. And what is that seal that the Father has put upon the Son? Well, it is his priesthood. The Son of God became man. And in that moment, he became the one priest of the new covenant. He became the bridge. That's what a priest is, a bridge between heaven and earth. So that he might bring God's gifts to humanity. And he might, on our behalf, as one of us, bring our prayers, our sacrifices, 
our needs to the Father. Christ Jesus is the one priest. He is the one bridge. He is the one mediator. In his divinity, he is one with the Father. In his humanity, he's one with us. He is the God-man. And he's one person. And outside of him, there cannot be any other priest. There cannot be any other bridge from heaven to earth and from earth to heaven. He is in his very person, the priest. And that priesthood, that power to mediate between heaven and earth, which is signified by the Father setting his seal on him, is able to be communicated. It is able to be shared. It is able to be participated in. Why? Because its priesthood is so wonderful and God's power is so great that it can be given to others without being diminished. It's like when Jesus said to the rich young man who said, good teacher, what must I do to have eternal life? And Jesus says, why do you call me good? There's no one good but God alone. Well, God is the one good of the universe. Of the... But many things can be good. A good song, a good mother, a good cake, a good talk. If they're participating, sharing in God's goodness. So there's one goodness, but many things can partake in God's goodness. So, so the priesthood of Christ is one, but he shares it with priests like St. Philip, like Baronius. And here tonight we hear a very unique situation in which a 17-year-old boy, maybe 16, through some conniving of his family, some trickery, convinced a bishop, whether the bishop knew or not, we don't know, Colonia is not blaming the, any kind of bishop. Maybe the bishop thought he was older. But a bishop validly ordained this young man a priest. Against the laws of the church, he was too young. But the family worked it out. Maybe they promised the bishop a huge donation. I don't know. But they got their son ordained a priest. And therefore, he couldn't somehow inherit and the inheritance passed to his family a very rich amount. But what is it that makes a man a priest? Is it just a delegation? Is it just a kind of deciding, oh, we'll make this guy a priest. We'll say he's a priest, like we might make someone the leader of our group. Well, no, because the church has always known that priests are not reordained. This is not something that they receive for time. It's something that's received once and only once and can't be repeated. It's like baptism. It's like confirmation. Well, what is it about these sacraments that makes them so unrepeatable? What makes them so permanent? What makes them have eternal consequences? And the explanation is that seal that the Father set on his son, and that he transfers, offers to men who receive the priesthood of Christ. They too have a seal put on them, that is a stamp, a mark on their soul, 
that's indelible, that can't be erased, that can't be taken away, non-deletable. And it's that permanent marking, that permanent sharing in the priesthood of Christ that makes these sacraments unrepeatable, that they can't just be for a time. We say it, man is a priest forever, a priest forever, not by his own power, but by this connection to Christ. His soul becomes marked with the ability to be used by Christ as an instrument. That's what the priesthood is. It's a kind of instrumental power in the soul of the priest so that when he speaks certain words, Christ speaks through him. This is my body. This is my blood. His soul is so marked and configured that when those words are spoken, Christ himself is speaking through him. When he says in the confessional, I absolve you from your sins, Christ himself is acting through him. And at other times when the priest teaches and preaches, the, it's not exactly the same way, but Christ the priest, Christ the teacher, is also using his character, his priestly character, for those actions too. And so this young man, no matter how old he was, was validly ordained and he received an ontological mark on his soul, that permanent change. And so what did St. Philip do? Well, we don't hear about it tonight, but he, he went on to help this young man to get proper training. The boy had never received proper training as a priest. He took him, gave him classes, taught him how to say mass, and eventually he became a good priest. So let us never forget that God can bring good out of evil. You meant evil, Joseph in the Old Testament told his brothers, but God meant good. This young man, Tommaso's parents, may have been evil. They may have been greedy. But through human greed, human deception, God brought this priest into the world. Lord, give us trust and confidence. Though we have done evil things, maybe we have been greedy. Maybe we are like the saint today, St. Matthew, too concerned with money. But in God's time and in God's ways, he can bring us to something better. He can bring us to care above all about the kingdom of heaven. Where we find our true riches. Riches that can't be taken away. But how will we get there? Who's going to guide us? Who's going to show us the way? Christ the priest acting through his ordained priests. Alleluia. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.